are live, baby! Welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this very special episode mm. of the podcast, as it is the 600th episode of TRB, and I really can't believe it. It is crazy that you could talk about Star Wars that much and still <laughs> love it just as much as you always have. So thanks for people don't believe it when you talk about it and you're like, I'm on a podcast. They're like, how many times a week? You're like twice. They're like, what are you talking What's about? What's there to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's hard to yeah, it's hard to explain to people. And then they're like, does anybody even listen to you? And I'm like, I hope yeah, I think so. <laughs> but uh and they both <laughs> love us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you gotta love Star Wars uh <laughs> if you're gonna do it and we do. So uh as you heard, if you're listening on audio, um, that is Lacey and that is James with me as always. And here we are as we start our journey to uh, the next 600 episodes of TRB. But we do episodes so often. And by the way, this doesn't include Mando Fan Show or other extra stuff that we've done over the years. This is just the Resistance Broadcast slash TRB Live totaled together, uh, including even before uh any of us join the podcast but my first episode was actually episode 66 um so i do want to give a quick shout out to uh pat covey for inviting me on back in the day and look what it's turned into uh with the three of us it's it's incredible and i can't look at uh, us just look yeah, at us just look at us look at us Who'd and have I, thought? yeah i it, it's it's really awesome to be doing this now we are going to get a little sentimental later and reflect and talk about awesome memories and stories and maybe talk about things that um you know, we haven't talked about uh, that uh, is, is part of what makes this podcast what it is. But uh, we are going to also talk about Star Wars news and uh, Disney news that affects Star Wars. And it's going to be uh, still a, a classic TRB type of episode. But before we do that, I just want to say welcome to everybody in the live chat. Make sure you like this video if you don't mind. Um, and make sure uh, to subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Or if you're an audio listener too, or if you're like just watch us on YouTube, Subscribe on the audio apps too, just in case you're on a road trip somewhere or whatever, you're traveling, Spotify, Apple, wherever, and rate us over there. Uh, the ratings on Spotify have been going up and up and up, so whoever's finding us there, thank you. Um, but more importantly, we're just glad you're here with us, uh, whether you're listening or watching. Very cool. Oh, and by the way, if you're a patron of TRB, uh, hang tight. This show's going to be a fun one, but then right after this, we're heading to Patreon for our live Q&A which you, we answer questions about anything, you know, what, what things we like that isn't, that aren't star Wars. A lot of crazy stories come up in those. So if you're a patron and you're around later, uh, head there after this. And, uh, those are always fun, right? Those Q and A's. Time to yeah. Add questions. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Still time to add questions. Still time to join Patreon so you can hop over there. But, uh, yeah. uh en en enough of that stuff. I just want to say thank you whether you're with us live or listening or watching, it means such a great deal to the three of us. You have no idea. We can say it till we're blue in the face, like Thrawn, but we really do appreciate everyone's support. Um, our, our peers, our friends, our listeners, fans, whatever you, you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll get to more of that later. Uh, but first, James, you are our stalwart for reviewing Bad Batch on uh, the channel exclusively. And they just had that sort of big time mid-season halfway point double episode which brought back palpatine again uh to the chagrin of some fans out there but there he is um and a lot of crazy stuff happens so do you want to just uh well first of all make sure you check out james's reviews he does such a great job on those of the bad batch 
Uh, James, your, your, your brief summary in a couple of sentences of uh, where we're leaving off in the first half of uh, season two of Bad Batch. Oh, I mean, first off, you said blue in the face till, and I thought you were going to say Senator Chuchi, but you didn't. Chuchi, yeah. Front. Yeah. True. Like, oh, True. There, yeah, there it is. Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, if if anybody has been sort of complaining about the is uh, this filler filler episode to, to a couple other ones, like seven and eight absolutely delivered. I can't imagine a person being a fan of the show Bad Batch and saying, uh, like, under promised or, you know, that that those episodes didn't deliver. Like, I, I think if you like the show or like the idea of Bad Batch, seven and eight is exactly the perfect thing they did it exactly right that's what you want out of that show um and uh, i'm seeing people get back on board with like oh the bad batch is amazing and all this other stuff so um i think the show is underrated uh i think not enough people are watching it and um uh even though i understand you know it's not for everybody but um it's uh it's a big one i don't want to spoil anything but man uh what happened in seven and eight just it it changed it, in a, in ways it changes star Wars forever. Like we have the answers to, I wonder how that happened. And it's like, you got your answer in the, in these two episodes and it probably will fill out a little bit more the rest of the season. But it's like, we now know how that played out and how Palpatine was involved in orchestrating that whole thing. It's, it's good stuff. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, I've been enjoying it too. Um, now I haven't, I've been sort of watching it as they've been coming out. I didn't jump ahead with any of the, you know, previews we got or anything. I've been kind of watching as they've been coming on and uh, I had to play some catch up for a bit, but uh, I've been, I've been enjoying it too. You know, I'm not the hugest clone fan, but I've still been finding things to enjoy out of it. So it's been cool. And I'm curious to see where it rounds out, especially if this is, you know, as we're, we're speculating, sometimes this might be the last season. We're not sure. Um, but it's getting pretty cat and mouse and pretty uh, pretty interesting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So next Love we it. have a uh, uh, quick, you know, what came out today, the Young Jedi Adventures animated series coming May 4th. You know, right. Lacey, you uh, had uh, mentioned uh, talking about that. So mm-hmm. that does look pretty cool because, you know, that's something. One I word. Can... Nubs. Nubs. Yeah, that's <laughs> the new the new cute character in Star Wars has arrived. Move over Grogu, move over Babu Frick, um, and add it to the list of our our panel. You know, we're going to be talking a bit about right. that sort of stuff at mm-hmm. uh, celebration, so we can add nubs to that list. We can. Um, what a but, great uh, name! I love the voice by is, you know, D. Bradley Baker. Actually, that, that guy is bad. making money. He gets paid for every clone, so like two million characters there. <laughs> He's and all then, over the intro to this show. Yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah, and now he gets to play this cute character, Nubs. That's just another thing he gets to autograph. That guy is rolling in the cash. Forget clones. I'm there for Nubs. What about a clone of Nub? Although the cool thing, though. What? No. Uh, That'd be called (laughs) Nubs. Yeah. (laughs) So um, the cool thing about it is that it is coming out May 4th. So right now we have Visions and this young Jedi show coming out on May 4th. So what else is coming out on May 4th? They're stacking that day up. Animation coming hard on May 4th. Coming for Mm -hmm. you. Animation is back, baby. And I'm really excited that this is kind of that preschool type show um, because my daughter's starting to get into like Sesame Street and stuff. So this could be something cool that she she really likes space. Like not Star Wars. Reminds me of Netflix's Super Monsters, if anybody's seen it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes. 
Um, or even like Nubs even looks a little bit like my pet monster, but a cuter version. If, if anyone's old enough to remember my pet monster, but um, what I was gonna say, oh, Johnny, before when I was watching uh, Bad Batch, we we're just standing there and watching it, and he usually doesn't do that with Star Wars. And he's like, what is this, Dad? I'm like, Star Wars. He's like, it's not Star Wars because he's used to seeing live action. I'm like, yeah. no, it is. And he just kept watching it. And I was like, okay, we're starting to warm up the wheels here a bit. So maybe this is something, too, he could watch because it looks very, like, um, like kid-friendly with a palette of colors and the characters and stuff. So I'm excited. Was, was, yeah. it, was it the one where the one clone was having a hard time murdering that person and then the other clone <laughs> did it for him? It was, literally was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was, it was, yeah. But hey, you know, what are you gonna do? You gotta, you gotta break him in early, I guess. Um, all right, so uh, we got. I know we got some super chats. We're gonna get to in a minute, but uh, another cool thing we want to announce right now. I'm gonna hand it over to Lacey because we teased oh, this. That we're gonna do some giveaways, and Lacey's gonna mm -hmm. give you the details on how you can enter right now. Yeah. So there are two giveaways that we're doing. The first giveaway. First of all, thank you for being here. That's yes. that's the most important part. Okay, so the first giveaway is for this YouTube channel specifically. So you just have to like this video and comment on the video, not in the live chat, on the video once the live has ended uh, with your favorite TRB episode episode or moment. Um, I'm reading this so I get it right. Uh, and make <laughs> and if you do get win, if you do win, it's a random person from the people that enter. If you do win, you get a TRB sweatshirt, a TRB hat. And this George Lucas stormtrooper figure Ooh, from that's, Hasbro. Yeah. It's that's, super cool. And it has George's picture stuff. on the back. It's good. Yeah. That is option one. Option two, or if you really want to win <laughs> prizes, you can retweet right now the We Are Live uh, tweet on our Twitter account at TRB Podcasts. Yeah. Yep. And uh, quote tweet it with your favorite moment or joke or episode from us or you can wait till tomorrow morning and do it or you can do both and get two entries and if you win you get a sweatshirt a trb hat and this scout speeder bike set with grogu from the mandalorian mm -hmm. and those yes. are our prizes and you could good enter luck. all of them yes you, you can win, yep you can only win one so good that luck speeder bike with grogu is gonna be a hit i know it yeah oh i see what you just did that's dun, not dun. too soon, man. <laughs> too Jeez. Soon. Oh, Jeez. All right. All right. So uh, before we get into the resistance report, because there is a lot to get into with the news. I know we have some super chats, which is we do. incredible. So let's we do. check those out. So I'm not going to lie, guys. I tweeted out before this. What's the over under that I start getting emotional on this episode? Uh, I started <laughs> tearing up while watching the chat just now. So Aww. we're not there yet, but we're close. <laughs> All right. So first up, we have Andrew Staley. Thank you, Andrew, for the super chat. He said, congratulations on 600. Thank you, John uh, James Lacey, for all your hard work. Oh, Thank thanks, you. buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, next is Ryan Wara, awesome. who says, congratulations. Thank you for the Thank super you, chat. We'll see Diana, you on Monday. Yep. Happy 600. Thank, Thank you, you Diana. Diana. Thank you. Then we have Aaron Ellington. Hey, Aaron. He said, greetings from Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah. I can confirm. Yeah. So envious. He said, I can confirm it's the best place to watch you all live. If you're with someone, Aaron, who also has a phone, please take a picture of you watching <laughs> us in front of the Falcon. Like, and let's then make... wherever you are at Galaxy's Edge, just yell, Hey, come watch this Star Wars podcast with me. <laughs> TRB's on. <laughs> you just hear like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Michael's up next. Shut Thank that you, Michael. 
mouth. <laughs> Michael says, keep up the great work. I'm wearing my TRB orange sunglasses. Nice. Ooh. Nice. You know what? And just because Thanks, Michael brought Michael. this up, the winners of our contests, I'll throw in a pair of sunglasses in the box. Boom. So enjoy those. Bingo. Aaron's bingo. back again. And he said, Bonus congratulations prizes. on 600 episodes. Aaron. Thank, Thank you. you, Aaron. And then Nick says, 600. <laughs> I like the, uh, the dollar choice there. Six zero zero. Yeah. And then Chibigan89, Danny, thank you so much. Who says, congratulations on re reaching 600 episodes. Oh, thank, thank you. Danny. It's kind of crazy thank that you. we're past, technically with Mando Fanjo, we're past that, but we'll get into it later. It, it just flies by, but at the same time, you like never want it to stop. Like you don't want it to keep going. Because you're like, oh, it's such fun right mm -hmm. now. Like, I don't want mm -hmm. to see this end, which obviously we have no plans to end it. But I'm just saying, like, it's just crazy. It's been. We have a big announcement to make, folks. Stop. No. Don't I mean, I have plans. Now. I just haven't told you guys yet. Oh, my God. Shut up, James. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's going to end big. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's get going. All right, James. It is time to talk about news that uh, is directly Star Wars news, but also news that will impact Star Wars. So let's get into the Resistance Report, pal. It's the Resistance. All right, let's kick it off with a little bit of Mandalorian uh, news. This one is kind of a footnote in a podcast. A um, couple members of couple cast members of the mandalorian including uh the armor herself and paz vizsla himself both uh doing a little bit of talking about the upcoming show and mentioned a very specific thing that i don't think we've heard anywhere else which is they really liked working with the director rick famayua and it was cool because he got to begin and end their episodes for mandalorian season three translation of that is it looks like Rick Famuyiwa will be directing the first and the last episode of Mandalorian season three based on these comments. Um, I don't know. This is kind of cool news. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with you, John. What are your thoughts on Rick uh, getting multiple episodes? And in this case, kind of very specific and big episodes kick off in closers. I mean, I, I know we have to spend a chunk of time on our next story and we have mm -hmm. a lot we want to talk about for us um so i'll be quick on this i really enjoyed his episodes that he directed even the one that felt like aliens in space uh the one where they were on that like space station or whatever but the one with bill burr like bill burr could have won an emmy for that like the believer and then you had the second episode of the series where we um you know saw grogu <clears throat> finally using his powers and you know rick does a really really good job and he used the volume really well where he blended that in and you can tell this guy has just a lot of talent he's been around for a very long time and now he's really um his name is now becoming um familiar to a lot of people which is really excellent and now that he's an executive producer and he's bookending this season that just shows how much trust they have in him for this season that really i i feel like it's just going to be big time like bigger than ever so i can't wait to see what he brings and he has to kick this thing off and close it out i have faith in that so i'm really excited to see uh what he brings to the table yeah anything anything coming from you Lacey? what do you think i think that he 
the fact that he's been since season one and he's stuck around consistently is like mm-hmm. kind of a highlight for me because it it's the same people telling these stories that are so invested that they're sticking around, which I love. And then also every single quote we've ever gotten from Rick from the gallery series or outside the gallery at press events has always been about how much this means to him and how much people are like working together and the collaboration and the passion that's behind this 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 Star Wars project for him has meant so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that it gets me excited because I kind of feed off that type of energy. And I, I love that he talks about it with such a love that I think is needed in this kind of creative space. And I can't wait to see what he does in the season. And if he has the first episode and the last episode, he's going to kill it. He's going to do awesome. Yeah, I I uh, I could be wrong on this. And I think my, my scoring was a little weird. I think all of our scoring was a little weird on that first season. But I think episode six might have been my highest scored episode oh wow um because i really liked that they did the horror thing uh with with the flashing episode Mm -hmm. yeah and i think the other thing too is like rick has kind of a special place in my heart because he was one of those directors that for the most part nobody knew but i had seen the one movie that you know (laughs) kind of probably got him the job and all that so i was like oh yeah man he's great i love that movie it was really good and i've kind of been rooting him for the whole for him the whole time and it's nice to see now that he's being given pivotal episodes. And um, a lot of the time, I think he's a little bit of the un- uh, un- unsung hero of the Mandalorian in the sense of everybody's like, oh, you know, John Favreau, Dave Filoni. Even when it comes to the directors, Bryce Dallas Howard, Deborah Chow get a lot of credit. Um, and, and Taika, t- I mean, takes it just because he's involved. You know what I mean? H- huge director. Um, but Rick is there and he is landing all the episodes that he's ever done you know very very well so i uh i think the fact that he's been involved and he also got elevated to at one point to be even higher up than more than just the director but a little bit more of a creative producer and and all that so um i i think this uh bodes well for him and i i would like to see these episodes uh land strongly with fans so that i can continue to to watch rick's career in star wars uh specifically um, I want to see you think him... he's going to transition to movies. No, I mean, it's always possible, but I could see him. I mean, I could see him carrying over and being more involved in other shows. You know, there's, there's always like what we don't know about Ahsoka. There's always what we don't know about the acolyte. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I could see him being someone that's like uh, when they bring in somebody to do the show, they're like, Hey, we want to introduce you to Rick. Rick's been involved since the Mandalorian since day one. And it's like, Oh, I want to learn from this person. Mm-hmm. This That's what's up. Um, yeah. And if so if, if Favreau moves on and well, wants to do other things, cause he's, you know, one of the biggest directors of right now, maybe Rick becomes the guy for the TV mm-hmm. side of live action, you know, maybe oh, that would be cool. You know, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that could be on the table if he wants it, you know? So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's they're they're in a good spot with him. It's he's one of those people where you see his name and you're like, that's whatever that is. I, I feel good, at, confident about what's going to happen there. Yep. Um, let's go ahead and move into our title story though, and that is that you've probably heard that Disney had a pretty big investor call recently. Um, there was a lot that went in into it, uh, talking about Bob Iger and the relationship with Bob. Chepek. Um, there was things that involved uh, how Disney's going to restructure their entire company. There were things about uh, 
massive job losses and where those jobs are located, uh, you know, whether they're like in the movie side or the, uh, you know, TV side, all this at uh, the park side, all these conversations were happening. Um, there's talks about future Disney movies. There was announcements, uh, including Toy Story 5, Zootopia 2, uh, Frozen 3. Uh, it was just a big setup for all that. Um, and uh, lots lots to talk about in this. Um, I, I think I'm probably going to start with you, on the, uh, Lacey, on this one. I was going to um, ask you to what... start with John, just because I'm interested to hear what he has to say. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, well well John John has been like our go-to like I had to take the whole story in for a long time and I understood all the ins and outs and we you know we didn't want to report something specific. Yeah, so John you've kind of been our story guy for a long time. I used to do that stuff. Old yeah. time's sake, John's got to take the news story. <laughs> yeah. So, so John, um, what what's the what's the scoop? What's the takeaway on this whole thing? Because uh, it was your title of the show. This is a good thing for Star Wars. This is good news for Star Wars. So let's kick it off with that. Yeah. So I know, like, part of the stuff that people latched onto was the you know the layoffs, and yeah, that that always sucks. I've been laid off a couple times from jobs. It's it's horrible, and I know what that feels like. Um. But in terms of, you know, acknowledging that and then talking about the other aspects, I'm trying to like look at the positive elements of what's what they're trying to do here. And it just is common sense based in terms of how they're trying to restructure things. It looks like Bob Iger is looking at this thing and he's like, it's almost like they felt like they were overthinking this whole thing. And he's like, let's bring it back down to basics here. You know, they're going to split it up into the three divisions, Disney Entertainment, ESPN and Parks and Experiences. Boom. And then the the whole streaming mentality shift, you know, another $1.1 billion loss in Q4. Iger's not really revealing his cards on, are they going to sell Hulu, their shares of Hulu, or are they going to buy out Comcast, which has a third of the stake? And it would be mm -hmm. $24 billion to do that. That sounds like a lot of money, but to me, it's a no brainer. Because then you it's combine. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like, I think like, like George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees for like, like, I don't know, like $70 million or something like that in the 1970s. And now they're worth $7 billion. And it's like in 40 years, you know, when you say like Disney bought out Comcast for $24 billion for Hulu, that's insane. They got fleeced, you know? So that to me, they already have most of it. If it was the other way around where Disney had a third, maybe they sell it off. But that they have most of that take the rest of that pizza pie and bring Hulu over here. But with that said, I like what Iger said about the content. He's he admitted which CEOs don't do a lot. And that's yeah. the charm of Bob Iger. He is pretty honest and candid. He said, we can't really compete with the general entertainment aspect of streaming. We need to rely on what works for Disney, which is our known brands and our franchises. So we're going to lean back into those. And when I heard that, I was like, Star Wars, yes. All the things that we know, like, and we got the tease there with the animated stuff with Toy Story, Frozen, Zootopia and stuff. But this is so good for Star Wars for two reasons. I combine things he's saying over time. One being, we're going to lean heavily back into our well-branded marquee brands and franchises. And two, you remember he said when he first took over back in November, we're putting our faith and control back in the hands of the creators. So if you combine those two things, Lucasfilm has to be like, this is incredible. We're 
their second biggest brand under Marvel. And we're going to be able to control these things. And on top of that, this quote he said, which made me like really excited. And to me, I took it as like, I wish they did this for solo. He said, our new structure is aimed at returning greater authority to our creative leaders and making them accountable for how their content performs financially. Our former structure severed that link and must be restored. Moving forward, our creative teams will determine what content we're making, how it's distributed and monetized, and how it gets marketed. So that means Lucasfilm is going to be given more responsibility in how their content is marketed again. And I think that's huge because who knows how to present their creation to people more than the creators. And the fact that you have the CEO of the biggest entertainment company in the world putting faith into the artists is a good thing in my opinion. And I, I think that's just all those things are pointing to good things for star Wars. And my last point, because of the, the, it's a little negative, the hit that they keep taking with Disney plus. Um, I think you see what DC was doing with the new slate of films. I think the whole 2018 thing about we're going to put our focus on Disney plus and Disney and uh, star Wars is going to live on Disney plus. And we're going to take a pause at the movies that is going completely back. And I think movies are once again going to be the priority for Star Wars first. And then shows will feed off of that. So you'll get a character from a movie who gets a show. Sort of like what Marvel's doing. But I think they realize Star Wars... What do people know of Star Wars? The first major blockbuster movie franchise. Why would we try to take that away from what it is? Let Star Wars be Star Wars again. Get it back in theaters. Get people back excited about those big movies. And then do the other stuff off of that. And that includes the books and all that other stuff. So I think everything about this restructuring, the word restructuring always sounds like scary, especially if like you hear your own company talk about that because you're like, yeah. I hope I don't get let go today. And I do feel for the people who are, you know, the 3% of the workforce. But for them to thrive, they need to make these types of changes. And everything about the restructuring element of content to me, all points do good for Star Wars for those reasons. By the way, did you see, maybe I'm wrong on this, but did you see where that 3% was going? Everywhere, but least so to the parks. So what I saw was that it was mostly on the ESPN side. And if that's true, then cool. Then, <laughs> I mean, I I get it. But my my thought was, if since we're a star wars podcast let's let's look at it from that angle it's like we're 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 star wars first and foremost and then we're sort of disney but like espn doesn't really relate to us at all so but, in this case when we're talking about the conversation of the things that we love the the layoffs and and the downsizing is coming from the espn side it, at least as that's what i saw and i was yeah, like oh and- so it's it's not as much like affecting what like you don't need to fear that star wars is in trouble because of of big step backs no i think this is all a positive for star wars in so many ways uh for the reasons i listed but r- real quick you know i'm not saying good that espn would be late yeah none off, of us are no. espn's in me and Lacey's state we hear constantly that espn would like let go employees and stuff this isn't just because of disney espn has always kind of been having trouble lately trying to uh, adapt to the modern world of reporting sports and stuff so uh it's just something that's been happening so i'm not surprised is what i'm trying to say did I ever tell you I got a tour of ESPN? Uh, so no. you were near our house then? 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, at some, some point. So like last week and you just <laughs> no, no, drove no, no, right no. past? Yeah. No, it was years <laughs> ago. We just knew we, uh, somebody uh, was a fan of the band that, that worked at ESPN. And they said, if you come down, we take you around. So we did an entire tour of all the studios and all the offices and everything. Like we went all over their campus and got a. Yeah, ESPN tour. is cool. north of us and WWE is south of us. <laughs> yeah, I've WWE been like on all those stages. Right near. <laughs> yeah, right near where I work now. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, the other thing that I was going to point out too about this whole thing is that it, it looked scary at first um, because it looked like, you know, you're talking about losses and people have been rumbling about Disney Plus losing subscribers and all sorts of stuff. Like, what does this mean for Star Wars? And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I know everybody doesn't know Apple like I know Apple, but what I was going to say is the iPhone is 52% of all the money Apple makes. So it's like, if Apple started struggling and was having a problem, what gets cut? MacBook Pros, iPads, iMac, hmm. not iPhone. <laughs> right. iPhone is going to be the thing that they say, we need to cut out all this other stuff. We need to figure out what's going on here and here and here and retail Which is their and all these other things. Their parks but, are the baseline. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got to put everything towards that, at least that one thing that's steadily keeping your business in, in, in or keeping your company in business, I guess. Which is what um, Nelson Peltz, that guy that was trying to like proxy onto the board, was arguing right. for. He was like, we should be focusing more on the, the parks. And long story short, there was no point in his argument. And he stepped aside at this point and let, he's like, oh, Bob's got it from here. Because <sighs> Bob is basically, it was part of his plan anyway to do this shift. Because the whole company was going in a way that a lot of people disagreed with. So they're making the changes to put those things in place. So, yeah, I agree with you, James. you got to focus on that main thing, which is what they're doing, which is the parks. And then mm -hmm. everything else is kind of getting reconfigured or fixed. There, there is this interesting angle, too. Like, I know a lot of movie studios, for instance, what they'll do is, like, people will make a movie and then they take it to festivals and they show it. And then if it gets good reception, movie studios will buy it. And then right. it's their movie. Like, it's like a Fox Searchlight movie or yeah. whatever for distribution. Um, but it, it makes it seem like Fox, like, commissioned that movie to be made. And that's not always the case. But, like, I, my understanding of Disney is, like, they don't do that. They really just like, they only commission things. They only make things that are meant to be Disney. They're not like going out and buying things. And if they are, if that world exists under Disney, it's like technically like it would be under Hulu or something like a Hulu exclusive thing that they're, well, they're kind of doing here or there. But like Disney as a brand is their like core thing. What they're going to announce is they're going to announce like frozen and blah, 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 blah. Cause all exactly. these things were commissioned under Disney. They weren't things that they like just bought and and brought into disney that's not to say like obviously star wars and marvel and other things those were created outside of disney and disney bottom but i'm saying they weren't saying we need a new superhero and then like they may you know like they just bought some other movie that somebody else made so yeah. sense yeah they're not going to try to compete with netflix and those types anymore and they said that what, he said that what they were is happening who like Netflix and Paramount Plus and all these other things. They're buying these movies and just bringing them in. But Disney has to create the content. That's what I'm trying to get at. Right. Well, there is a piece here that, you know, Bob is kind of being playful with, which is the Hulu thing, which is they do have movies on there that he wants to then is the question he's going to sell it or combine. Because as you just said, James, Paramount Plus and Showtime are supposedly combining now. So then all the Showtime movies that were originally going to Amazon and other services are now only going to Paramount Plus. 
which we all knew this. We knew this was going to happen as like media professionals. We knew that everybody was going to have their own streaming services. And then everyone was going to go, wait, we don't want to do this anymore. It's a waste of money. Let's sell back into other streaming services so that they all go back to the main three or four or whatever it is. So I found this interview very interesting. First of all, that they broke it into three parts. You can just put it in one uh, per usual. <laughs> so uh, that Bob, once again, John said it so well, like is just so candid and transparent in what Disney's plans are and like what they plan to do in the future and why. I think that's something that you can never assume Bob Iger's going to do is to hold stuff away from people. I feel like that's just not in his nature to like hold back. Like he'll admit is if he's messed up. And I found it interesting that he said, quote, I think one of the things that happened was that we got a little bit intoxicated by our own subgrowth mm -hmm. and they lost, they lost the view of creation and creativity and imagination and storytelling, which is what makes Disney Disney. And I think we can all agree that with that, their main point from its beginnings is storytelling. And over the past few years, and this has come from complaints from customers, people at the company, outsiders, is that the company kind of lost its view of storytelling and it just turned into where can we make money? How can we get more subscribers? Instead of focusing on what was important, which was characters connecting with these characters, just creating stories that are going to last forever. Um, and I think we saw that in the way that certain movies were you know, received and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So... It's not surprising that he went in and basically was like, okay, this plan where everybody funnels to two people is a terrible idea. Um, so I'm going to change that and go back to what was working so well when I left. Uh, and, you know, we are going to make some changes that maybe is for the betterment of the whole company, but we want to go back to focusing on storytelling. And I think that's only going to be good news for us as Star Wars fans because there is a big void in Star Wars right now with the movies. Like, mm -hmm. how are you not pushing out more movies about Star Wars? We're talking about exactly. Star Wars. Yeah. Out of all the franchises that exist in this world, they're making like 17 Harry Potters. You can't make another Star Wars movie <laughs> in the past like four years. I don't know how many more Harry Potters they're making, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like I'm getting all these announcements like, oh, another yeah. Harry Potter movie. Oh, they're making another Batman James Gunn just like announced the next things he's doing for the next what three four years. Come on, yeah. Star Wars! But not What's before his Marvel movie comes out. Too. I know, I know. He's <laughs> he's killing it. Good for him. Um, no, I mean it's tough as a Star Wars fan for the past few years to not be a little bit disappointed or jaded when you're like, I want to root for this so bad, and I want to yeah. be on the side of like, look how awesome my favorite thing is. You know, have that pride. It's tough when there's just crickets. So yeah. I think that Bob knows that he needs to get back to pushing out more Star Wars movies. And I think that the comments we've heard in the past of, hey, we need to slow down or we need to take a breath or is not the way that fans want it. And there's not the way that they should be doing it in a business sense. And I think we're going to see a change. And I think celebration is going to be that big kind of Ooh. point where all this is going to happen. And I think it's interesting that these stories are coming out now because celebration is only two months away guys. So in two months we could be getting a whole slate of movies for the next 
three that, years and we have you, no idea. If you got the, yeah, if you got the, the clear way now, like the mm. green light to say, as of today, you've got two months for Lucasfilm to plan. Like, okay, do we want to do this? Yes, we do. Okay, let's green think, light that and announce it at Celebration. Think about last March, I think it was Jeff Snyder who was like, Damon Lindelof is uh, on the Lucasfilm set or, or uh, at the Lucasfilm studios in Burbank and he's been around there and he's making a Star Wars movie. And then like months later, Hollywood reporter or somebody else says the same thing. And usually when that stuff happens after a while, Lucasfilm like says, all right, we're going to do our official announcement. Celebration being in two months, that's why we haven't heard it yet. So I think, I think that's a lock for sure for Celebration. Disney. Lindelof loves a and... surprise that's what i've learned from <laughs> well, working at Reed Pop. Of it, right like Reed pop when i worked there every time there was some type of disney thing lucasfilm but especially disney so disney marvel lucasfilm they love a good surprise yeah we were like and... look we could fill the room if you tell us who's coming to this panel and we can announce it and they'd be like no 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 it's gonna be better if no one knows can, and you're can like... i can i actually stop you there and <laughs> yeah, give you a little bit it. of a surprise sure check out what aaron ellington sent over Oh, there we are. <laughs> oh, He's my God. Front of the Falcon. That Look is at amazing. Us. Oh, <laughs> dude, Aaron, thank you, man. That's so I cool. might have to get that photo printed and uh, framed, put up on my that desk. Is so that cool, is man. legit. James, way to get that and throw it up there while we're mid conversation. <laughs> he tagged us on our, on our Discord. So, what a good uh, feeling. Um, My last point on this is. A sort of a reiteration, but just thinking of the fact that when people subscribe to Disney Plus, they wanted the stuff they knew and the classic movies, the classic animated stuff, all the stuff that was nostalgic. And I don't think nostalgia is a bad word. I think, you know, it's a good thing, especially if you uh, are talking about stuff that preexisted. Like nowadays, give me all the good stuff. There's so much sad stuff in the world. It seemed like they were trying to compete with the others at first. And they're like, we have to make these new things that Netflix is doing to try to draw those subscribers in instead of feeding the people who already love you like keep retain and bring in the disney fans who need that little push and that is what they're he's realizing now so Mm -hmm. again everything he said that's why Iger's the man you know and he the other the last cherry on the sunday he said ideally (laughs) i'm leaving after two years so oh. I'm not, I don't think it's a lock that Iger's leaving after these two years, but at why least, would you, he's getting paid to work for Disney. I'd stay. And, and, and at least <laughs> he knows the responsibility of leaving a legacy now. So hopefully they said the wheels are already in motion to talk about succession. The last one felt like it felt rushed. He, he doesn't, um, I didn't so. know that though. He doesn't get to pick his successor. I know he gets one vote. No, the board yeah. does. Yeah. 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 And vote. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's That's interesting. <laughs> they were like, yeah. Bob fool me once. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, but what if I put on this sweater and sit by this fireplace? They're like, all right, you get two votes, Bob. Never mind. <laughs> Pretty wild, man. Yeah. I I, I got to be honest though, I still can't get over that picture that Aaron sent us of us in uh, yeah. the Falcon inside of it, like near the chess table. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I didn't wait. He did. Yeah, that's what the picture was. Here, I'll pull it back up. Oh, I saw him standing in front. <laughs> no, of it, that's a different picture. He totally this just is a different picture. You. What? Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you are the best, man. Thank you. That's so I cool, man. And now I miss that. I gotta go back. Oh, the Disney employees probably like, sir, do you want a picture? He's like, nah, 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 nah. No, I got oh, it. Wait. I got it. Oh, wait, James made that? Is that what just happened? 
No, I didn't make it. It's it's a second it. picture he sent. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's oh, wow. a completely different color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, don't, I mean, James I don't is good, but not that. I'm good. quick with yeah. with lighting and yeah. Yeah. Put a watch on his wrist. Good job. Um, no, it. that's awesome. Um, appreciate it, Aaron. Appreciate it very much, and I appreciate uh, these super chats that are coming in. Yes. Oh, yes. So we have some more super chats because you guys are awesome. So we have danny semperfy danny hey danny she said mark and i wish you a happy i don't know how i'm gonna say that word i'm gonna skip over that because that just seems like a bad idea for me to say sex centenary <laughs> 600 episodes and you barely took a day <laughs> oh look a day over a hundred thanks for bringing joy <laughs> and genuine authentic positivity thank you danny that when 600 so episodes you reach look as good you will not <laughs> you will not <laughs> All right. Next is Orion CC seventeen oh one. Thank you for the super chats. He said, "While I'm happy, all of your EU fans can potentially meet up with you at celebration. I'm selfishly bummed it's not stateside. Looking forward to our eventual meeting. Happy six hundred TRB. Thank you. Uh, we hope to meet you, you soon. Much. Thank you. Um, hopefully, the next celebration will be back in America, but we will see. Is that Galactus? Is this picture? <laughs> I think it was. I don't know. Is it? I think so." Okay, Brendan is up. Hey, Brendan, Brennan. thanks so much. He wow. said, I can't stick around for the live show, but had to come by and say happy 600 episode TRB, hoping for at least another 600. Thank you, Lacey, James, and John. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. lot. Appreciate that. Uh, we have Michael Moore. Thank you, Michael. Michael. He said, congrats on 600. It has been so great watching the progression of the show over the years, and I'm so excited to see bigger and better things in the future. You three are the best. Thank you. Oh, crazy. Really Thanks, that. Michael. This is like super uncomfortable for me because I take <laughs> compliments like really badly, but I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Aaron. <clears throat> Aaron. Thank you. Like my voice gets like really quiet. Okay. Aaron. Thank you so much. Uh, he said, hey, TRB can't usually stay for the lives, but wanted to pop in and say congrats on reaching 600. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank we you, really, Aaron. really yes, appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Wow. I don't wow. even know what to Aaron. say. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you to everybody for those and, and for just all the comments in general. Like just every, being here. Yeah. Just being and friends we have, with us. We have one more, one more story to get through before we start gushing about uh, the pod and stuff. So James, Don't make it uh, awkward. Yeah. I've got... <laughs> I, the... I never make things awkward. You're the, you're the one who, who makes things awkward. <laughs> Lacey's like, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing we wanted to talk about is that there was a a novel that was announced that is solo based. So that's exciting. Uh, it's a Kira centric novel called Crimson Climb, and it's going to be written by E.K. Johnson, and it is coming this October. It was announced via tweet. Uh, but if you look closely, if you know where to look, you can find the description of the book that is talking about how you know, she went back to the slums, got picked up by somebody in uh, Crimson Dawn and got introduced to Dryden Voss. Now she's in this uh, make it or break it situation. I don't know what the term there is, but, you know, if she her life is on the line, if she doesn't uh, perform right and move up mm -hmm. the ladder. So uh, she has to learn how to navigate the crime world in order to climb the Crimson Dawn ladder to so, survive. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, John, do you have any thoughts on this book coming out? How does it tie in to make Solo 2 happen? Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, anytime something solo comes out, I feel like there's certain people who are chomping at the bit to be like, well, I guess that's it for more solo, you know? Yeah. But it's like, look at the, first of all, look at the cover before the premise even came out. It's her clearly in the solo era. 
She has Han's dice still, which she gives to Han and Solo. So if you watch Solo, carry the And he one, had them in TFA. Carry the two dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, happens before the end of Solo. And then you read the, um, the book listing, which paints the clear picture there. Um, if you don't mind me reading it, guys. Um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Kira listened, Kira listened to the dreams and promises of a boy with a reckless smile. I bet that's Han. Only to be torn away from him and returned to the White Worm gang while Han made his way to freedom. Now freedom seems like a luxury she can't afford while she concentrates on survival and despairs of ever leaving Corellia. But her fortune seemed to turn when a representative of the crime syndicate Crimson Dawn plucks Kira from captivity and brings her to the leader of the syndicate, the mysterious and mercurial Dryden Voss. Voss offers Kira an opportunity she's never had before, the chance to build something resembling a comfortable life if she can prove her worth to his organization. With failure, meaning certain death, Kira knows she must immerse herself in the merciless, murderous world of Crimson Dawn. What she doesn't know is just who she will be if she survives. So this is clearly, you know, that three-year gap in Solo where it says, you know, three years later and it shows what Han's going through. We're going to get what happened with Kira in those three years uh, leading up to their reunion on First Light. So that's what this book's going to be all about. Real short for me, in my opinion, that's a good sign for the future of Solo because they're leaving that window still open for live action stuff. And it's going to be cool to elaborate more on, on her journey here. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that um, I'm the biggest E.K. Johnson fan. I think I'm still a little upset about her comments she made about Favreau when Mando came out. But I'm rooting for the book because it's Solo stuff. So I hope she, you know, I hope that she has success with it. And I hope it's great. And uh, I hope fans like it. Mm-hmm. Dicey, thoughts? I can't wait to read this book. I think it's a really interesting premise and the time period from when we see her at that tragic moment where she's banging on the glass and the moment where uh, we see her kind of like very confidently approach Han. Um, there's a big difference there in who she is as a person. So for her to go from point A to point B, a lot has to happen and we get to see the glimpse of Dryden Voss at the very beginning of meeting him in that movie, how savage and vicious he is. Yeah. So I think it's important that that story is told with Kira of how skilled she is, what she had to go through because throughout solo, the whole time she's like, you don't know what I went through. You don't understand. You don't know where I've seen. Like she makes comments like that to Han and Han is so kind of like, Oh, well I went to war, but I'm fine. He like, got the blinders on. He just sees yeah. his love in front of him. Yeah. Right. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I've done terrible things. Um, so the fact that it's just exploring that kind of underworld crime scene is very interesting to me because it could potentially even help along setting up future stories as well. Yeah. 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 I think I think to state the obvious, it is a good thing that it isn't like Kira, what happened immediately after solo? Right. right. <laughs> right, right. Um I think that's a good thing. Um, but as far as the the book goes itself, I mean, we've gotten quite a few of these. I mean, there's like stories of, um, you know, what was Poe doing in the in this little in between when he was a little bit younger and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. I think that um, those stories they they don't they don't hold the biggest weight with me. I I read them and, and I use them sometimes as context as like, well, we know this about so-and-so I say there's like an over under uh, there's over 90% chance we get a mention of Terrace Kasi in this book at some point because right. Dryden Voss is going to have to teach her how to use it. Um, 
but uh, it, it's a nice little footnote in uh, the story of Kira when we inevitably do get more stories, hopefully, right? Uh, in yeah. live action, uh, people yeah. will have a one up on knowing even more about these characters because they did, they did the due diligence and read uh, the Crimson Rain and uh, now this this Crimson Climb. Um, so I think uh, I think it's a good thing. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it does um, well. I hope people enjoy it and uh, hope it leads to more interest in Solo from maybe people who uh, are just getting into it or weren't that big of a fan. You know, all good things. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, that's going to end Resistance Support this week, but uh, I'm going to send it back to John as we move into our next section, which is just reflecting on TRB. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, send it to Lacey real quick because I believe we have uh, another super oh. chat. Do we? we do nice. we have a and look chat. who it is thank you <clears throat> oh there chris, he is <laughs> christian christian chris christian chris uh hey man what's up how's it going what's up, buddy uh thanks for the super chat he said yo what up trb i can't hang but i didn't want to not swing by and say congratulations on 600 episodes here's to another 600 salute Dude. thank Love you christian buddy. and side note just for you a little a uh, housekeeping christian I have a Jonas autograph and a pin I'm sending to you <laughs> that I've been holding on to for a little bit. And I apologize, but I bought an envelope at the grocery store yesterday, a bubble mailer. It's on your way. So thank you for the super chat. <laughs> All right. People are like, they just start sending in super chats now. They're like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm going to get that autograph. Uh, very cool. Thank you, Christian. Um, All right. So yeah, it's an now, old story, you know, 600 episodes you know i think it'd be cool for us to just like pause a bit and uh just look back and maybe bring up some cool memories or share some stories that maybe they don't know about you know things that they experience with us whether it's like behind the scenes or creating of our panels or just like putting the pod together what the Mm -hmm. three of us are like normally and how we you know get on and get along and stuff so um I'll, i'll just start real quick by saying I have to, again, you know, say thanks. Uh, obviously, Val Trichkoff, Star Wars News Net, uh, started this podcast, named this podcast The Resistance Broadcast, um, and we branched out on our own. But I had to, I, I'd be ridiculous if I didn't say thanks to Val for supporting us for such a long time. Thank 100. you. Still friends and everything, you know. But uh, now that we are out on our own, uh, I do want to get a nod to uh, the, the creation. Um, and with that said... Um, uh it's it, it oh, wait, is crazy before yeah. you get into that if anybody in the chat wants to add some questions that you want to know a little bit more about the podcast oh or yeah any fun yeah. things throw them in the chat and maybe we'll get to them Go yeah ahead, absolutely yeah um <clears throat> i think i'll just start by saying like what i'm most proud of with this podcast is two things one it's really just been the three of us in terms of uh making it um you know we don't have producers we don't have you know graphic designers and stuff we don't have writers and it's just the three of us doing all of it and we have lives when we all the three of us started together you know james had just had bennett with uh his wife i didn't have my son yet Lacey, obviously you didn't have your daughter and now we all have kids and we have full-time jobs and we still are so passionate about this because our families let us do it so Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this the way we can do it. So we have to thank them, of course, as always. Even though I don't think my wife watches the show, but I like saying it. Um, <laughs> Matt has but... to listen to it. Sorry, Matt. He's in the room. Right 
<laughs> but the, the other aspect is uh, I think two things I'm proud of are our consistency. We really don't take time off. And the big part of that is because we're able to do it, but we really put a lot into it and we put, we care about it so much um, and that we make it a point to try to keep it family friendly because, you know, you never know who's out there listening. Star Wars, everyone always says Star Wars is for everyone. And the three of us believe that very much. And you saw that at our live shows we had people from ages two or three to 70, um, all walks of life, uh, all, you know, from different places in the country, in the world, uh, different beliefs and thoughts. But when it came to star Wars, they all come together because that's what we like to put out there. Um, and I think the proof is more in the pudding of how we represent ourselves and how we handle our podcast. Um, and your, you know, I think your actions speak more than your words. And I take pride in that. That's how we handle ourselves. And I think, you know, there might be some times where people um, think we're like isolationists or something like that. But, we, you know, we really aren't We're you know, we always have an open door and we're always welcoming to everyone who you know wants to come chat with us or hang with us. And that celebration, meeting new people, I think is one of the best things that we do. Um, but I think that the fact that we've been doing this for so long and we still really enjoy doing it. And I think a big part of what makes it easy to come down here and record sometimes six hours on a Thursday night or whatever it is, yeah. um, uh, is the support we have from uh, our listeners and like our patrons. And they're always just like hearing stuff like you got me, like uh, one of our patrons and biggest longtime supporters, uh, Mark, well, you know, he said, you know, you guys got me through uh, some dark times with, you know, treatment I was going through. And like you hear stuff like that from people and it just blows you away that like this like silly thing, you know, this podcast about a movie franchise, which we joke about, like we can't explain to people what it is because people are like, what do you talk about? What do you do? Mm -hmm. But if you get it, it means a lot. And that's the stuff that like when I come down here, sometimes I'll admit there are some weeks where I come down here and I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, I had a bad day. Like my, my Wednesdays now are like 13 hour days in my drive. And I, but hanging out with you two and doing this thing, and uh you know getting the support from all those people and when i was out of work this was the only thing that gave me purpose during the pandemic it was a really really tough 2020 for me this gave me like aside from my family of course this gave me a purpose an individual purpose and um that means a great deal and I, i'm i honestly feel like i'm just getting started with this stuff i feel like i'm getting better as a podcaster better as a friend uh hopefully to you too better as a host and uh, I'm getting choked up, so I'm gonna pass it on to one of you, <laughs> James. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I don't know. That, all that was so long winded. I agree with so much of it. I I'm I don't know. I love I love doing the show. Um, and it always blows my mind that we've come as far as we have. Um, it's always one of those things where, uh, you know, I'll think back to when I was in a different room, and you know, my things were like propped up on books and at some point i was like you know now i was now in a closet I'm going to, yeah now i'm going to really make this look legit and like i you know you build a little thing or whatever and it's like if i could have a picture of that little setup that was like totally my legit setup it's like a picnic table you know and it's like just a few random things in the background. It's just, it, it it's so funny. And like um, moving into a different room into my house that, you know, I was able to kind of do all this stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's funny. I, I on a regular basis work in this room too. So the podcast has 
as I grow in this facility with like this computer monitor and that, that uh, camera and this microphone and this table, you know, all the things that I use to, to build up the podcast in this area, I work in this area every single day. And I think like, this is my room because of the podcast. (laughs) The, The fact that I have purple lights, you know what I mean? It's like, it's all because of the podcast. And I just like being in this room and it's created like a little space for me in my house. Um, and, uh, I mean, why would I ever want to not come down here on Thursday nights and talk with my friends about star Wars and have people, you know, pop in every once in a while and be like, that's a great point. Or like, oh I disagree, God, guys, but I it's going to be like this, you know, it's so much fun to, to hang out with everybody. And, and, uh, it's just such an opportunity. You know, it's like everybody likes playing in a band, but nobody expects for that band to be successful or whatever. It's like, geez, like I, you know, it just means a lot. <laughs> you guys are having trouble. I, I am because <laughs> it's hard to express how much this podcast means to me. Um, oh my God. <laughs> just put on its glasses. I, I might have to put on some glasses, but all I have are see-through ones. So they don't really do anything. I'm just going to be crying with see-through glasses on. Oh, the glare uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So this podcast means so much to me. John and James asked me to come on and talk about Star Wars. No one cared what I had to say online. No one cared anything that I had to say about Star Wars. And John and James were the ones that were like, you know what? You seem to really like this. And I was like, really? You notice? <laughs> so they asked me <laughs> to join the podcast and um it's just been a wild situation ever since and you know i have i have a child now and i've gone through several jobs and we've gone through a pandemic together and i talk to these guys literally <laughs> probably like 8 hours a day and i can't imagine my life without them and i can't job it really is yeah i can't imagine i know people were asking in the chat like how how much do you work on the podcast week i can't even tell you because it varies from week to week but it's easily a second job like i work my day job or i watch the baby during the day and then after the baby goes to bed or she's taking a nap i'm online talking to these guys working on something like Mm -hmm. yesterday i was watching the baby and i was like I'll work on this 10 o'clock at night. They're getting images from me. They're getting, <laughs> Hey, I'm putting this up on Patreon. Mm-hmm. I do Patreon stuff on the side. I'm an ambassador with Patreon. So I do training with them and I do all this other stuff, but I wouldn't have it any other way because the end goal for us is to do this full time and to do this for a living because we love it so much and we're not there yet, but we're, we're getting there. You know, we're taking steps towards making that dream a reality. And for me growing up, like I never really found where I fit. Until I was a part of this podcast, until I was a part of this community that I felt like this is where I belong to be. Um, so that's why it means so much to me. And and there are days where I'm like, maybe I'm not doing this right, or maybe I'm not doing enough, or maybe I'm not going about this the way I'm going about it is correct. But I wouldn't have it any other way because I think ultimately as Star Wars fans and as podcasters, what makes it so wonderful is that we're ourselves like compared to other people we've always been genuine i've always been myself i've never lied about anything about loving star wars i'm not afraid to be stupid and embarrassing like someone had made a joke earlier that oh you should watch videos of yourselves from earlier when you started 
<laughs> guys, I can only imagine how annoying I was because I was trying so hard to figure uh-huh. out what I was trying to be or who I wanted to, what I wanted to say. Like, I get it. I, I got feedback early on that was like, Lisa, you're, you're annoying. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> and, but I love it though. Like every time I've gotten some feedback where it's like, you're annoying, you're stupid, whatever. It makes me laugh because it's like, I meant this much to this person that they took the time to literally write back to me and tell me you bothered me this much yeah. that I yeah. need to let you know. But I, it sure in a weird way, it like shows that you have an impact. Like when, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause like people can, people can say all they want and post all the videos they want, but if nobody cares, it's like, it's fine. But like when you get people that are be like, stop uploading these videos, it's very clear that they're like, like in their feet or watching them. Well, I like, I like <laughs> those, like, I like right. two of you, but the third one, I don't like that person very much. It's yeah, like, exactly. Well, hey, two out of three ain't bad. That's what Meatloaf said. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. But just like looking back on my lap, my laugh, my life. <laughs> still can't talk my life for the past since 2018 when i started this i've gone through so many ups and downs but the constant like john was saying earlier has been this podcast has knowing that i get to talk about star wars <laughs> which now it's like four to six hours on thursdays but generally speaking for two hours a week i get to talk about star wars and mm-hmm. nothing can touch that it's like you know everyone mm-hmm. talks about self-care this is my self-care talking about star wars loving star wars and hey maybe getting critical or maybe doing whatever being able to share stuff with people like (laughs) i'm sending out transmissions and they've taken me a while but i love doing it i love making extra videos i love talking to you guys like when you guys message me and you're like i don't mean to bother you you're not bothering me i promise you you're not bothering me i love talking with you guys about star wars and sharing what you love and talking about why you and your families connect with star wars and that's what this is about at the end the of the best day problem to have is too many comments on a video that we have to go through and and, you know, and we're trying we try discussion. our best to get back to everybody mm-hmm. as best as we can i oh, do the yeah. same thing on social media and twitter and everything but more than that like i can't stress it enough like this podcast and these guys you, you're my family like i i couldn't see my life being the way that it is without having you in it and each one of you plays a part in that and i appreciate that so much and i'm not gonna cry and i told myself i wasn't <laughs> going to so i'm not so i yield i've been watching a lot of government videos i yield the floor back yeah to i yield my time yeah <laughs> well i you know i wanted to make sure i put out like what i feel proud of with the three of us and you know also the fact that you know we are i mean we're always honest and we we try to be open and like let people in and stuff like that and we definitely have John our yelled days. at me about pizza once. Yeah, I mean, no joke. We, I mean, we have days where we we go at it, and we, you know, we we get irritated, and we, you know, okay. argue and stuff. I want to, I, I want to clear that up. We collectively don't usually go at it. It's John. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> James is usually like, you know, that Homer gif where he fades into the bush. <laughs> yeah. I'm moderator like, I'm like a, usually i work with my phone and i'm like oh my gosh moderator <laughs> yeah i don't know but 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 the point being is that we we still you know when you spend this much time with people you and you're able to get along and do this for this long that's not a fluke and you know there's something real here and we do have good chemistry and you know you can we can make all the fancy graphics we want and we can have the president of the United States on our podcast as a guest. But if people don't 
see that you're real and they don't like who you are and your chemistry and stuff, they're not going to check you out. And the people, the fact that people are, um, I know we're not like the biggest podcast in the world or anything like that, but the fact that people do means a lot to me because we are honest. We are, <clears throat> I, you know, I tweet the way I talk. I talk on the podcast the way I feel. We are critical about things sometimes, but we do it with respect and I take pride in that. But the point <laughs> I wanted to get to was the, the community. Can we, hold on. Can um, we answer this one question quickly? Sure. Paul Sullivan asks, important question. What was the pizza disagreement about? Well, Paul, let me paint a picture. I don't know why picture. this one still keeps getting brought up. It's, I don't even, even remember what it was. Bigger let, fights let me, or anything. Yeah. Let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me paint a picture, Paul. It is 2019. It's a cold and chilly Chicago. <laughs> the three of us are at oh. Celebration. Oh, and let me mind you, <laughs> I have never met James. No, I met both of these guys, actually. They had never met each other. We mm. were sharing a room where I was in one bed and John and James were sharing the other bed together. John's like six foot sharing bed. I'm queen size bed lacy over here. Anyway, <laughs> so they had to go get audio cables because Celebration didn't have what we needed. So James naturally is feeling a little anxious because people have different things that they get nervous about. James was But we had his car because he drove. Yeah. He, he drove from Ohio, yes. So John and James go into James's car and they go out. Meanwhile, I stayed back because I was like, I don't need to go. I'm exhausted. I, yeah, I'm we went out to the mean streets of Chicago late at night. <laughs> so not having eaten dinner, mind you. They they go out. They go out. I go down to the lobby. I grab a salad. I have the salad in the room. I'm like, this is a nice little evening for myself <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Meanwhile, I get a text oh. from James and he goes, hey, Lacey, do you want to have pizza? Now, we had just had deep dish pizza the night before. I said, no, thanks. I'm good. I, we had pizza the night <laughs> There's before. There's a lot of details in this. <laughs> I said, no, I'm good. I'm pretty sure. And then James said, didn't reply back because he was driving. And so I didn't realize that him saying, hey, Lacey, do you want to get pizza? Wasn't, hey, Lacey, do you want pizza? It was, hey, Lacey, can you order pizza for us? I was so, driving. He was in the store. Oh, so then yeah. they come back and John walks in and he's aggravated. He's New York. I'm driving behind slow people, aggravated. <laughs> yeah. And he comes in and he's like, where's the pizza? And I look at him, I'm like, what pizza? And he's like, you were supposed to get pizza. <laughs> and then we got into an argument over pizza. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I'm not your waitress. Like, what do you want I, me to do? I, I remember it a little bit differently, but basically the same story. The The context for me was that uh, we were looking, me and John were looking to get food for the three of us. Yeah. And yeah. so we sent a text that was like, Lacey, do it you was, want hey, pizza? Hey, do you want to get pizza? Yeah, and like I don't know exactly what your response is, but something to the mindset. I'm trying to trying to make it so that it works for both parties. But basically, let's just simplify it. You said no, so we took that as she we'll get something wants else. something else besides yeah. pizza, <laughs> and you were saying no because you didn't need other food. You'd had other food, so we're trying to rack our brains to figure out what food Lacey's going to agree to. And then when we get back, she's like. I already ate. And John was like, what? You that, already yeah. ate? We would have got food elsewhere. Oh, let me tell he you. He lost his mind. <laughs> and then the other thing was, 
that Saturday of celebration, one of the funniest was a misunderstanding. Was John was mad about something else. I can't even tell you. He had had a couple big beers and he's carrying on in the hotel room to the point that two security guards showed up and were like, uh, you need to be quiet. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And John was like, you tell them to be quiet. <laughs> rock and roll all right well all right listen you know we can paint the pictures all we want but um the point is yeah we have our moments we we've definitely had our moments but uh the fact that we're still uh doing this and we spend so much time together is genuine uh i think a bigger bigger uh proof of um our friendship and how we all get along and stuff but i i gotta point out the community like whether people listen and or or just their casual listeners, their new listeners, or they just watch on YouTube or our patrons. Like there is a real, real genuine sense of community. <clears throat> and like these people have made friendships with each other and people like pull each other out of dark times and people really get behind each other all over this podcast. That's about a movie franchise, you know, and it, it's it's real. And it's it's anytime people say something about it, it it I find it crazy. But it also just makes me feel like there is meaning to this. And it's not just a stupid podcast. Like, because I tell people all the time, like, yeah, I also have a podcast. And like, about what? I'm like, Star Wars. They're like, really? And they probably think I'm just like talking to nobody. You know, I'm just recording this and putting it online. It's really hard to explain to people that you have a Star Wars podcast and that it means something. <laughs> can I? But, can but I? then you show, hold on. But then you show, you know photos of people at you know our groups at celebration together and, and stuff like that and they're like holy cow like this is legit and then they see the podcast and they look at how far we've come and how, how professional it looks and how legit we are and uh that that goes a long way but it's all about the people who listen because if we didn't have the community then it's like if you were playing in a, in a sport like even during the pandemic when they were playing like the world series or whatever and there's no one in the stands like it's lifeless there's nothing to it so if you don't have people behind you pushing you when you have hard days to make want to make the podcast or just showing you support for doing it, because again, we're juggling a lot of things, kids, lives, real jobs, all this real life stuff that everyone goes through. Uh, we, I couldn't, I honestly wouldn't be able to still do it without all that support from everybody. And I, I just have to say, thank you. Can I share my, one of my favorite John stories. <clears throat> Can is it a positive one? Can we get a positive story? <laughs> it's funny. Oh, so, so we're at Disneyland after spending a wonderful day just walking around, experiencing Disneyland. These guys have never been there. And we're getting food at that Pim's kitchen. <laughs> and so James is all about like, I'm a Disney guy. I gotta experience everything. I'm staying here. John, on the other hand, they left at is... like seven. I left at like one. Yeah, <laughs> in the he, morning. He there shut down twelve the... hours. He yeah. sh he shut down the park. So John is hurting. <laughs> he's he's hurting, and he's like, I I can't walk anymore. And so he took my deodorant out of my bag. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part. <laughs> Deodorant goes to the bathroom and comes back, and I was like, "Where's my deodorant?" He goes, "You don't want that back." Oh, okay, well, look, <laughs> all guys out there job. know that sometimes that's my favorite. Yeah, that's story. your favorite story. That's amazing. That and when you guys were screaming like women on 
the Tower of Terror, not Tower Galaxy the Guardians thing. Guardians yeah, of Galaxy, yeah. right? Oh, it's God. um I, that was so yeah. good. My my anecdote uh to wrap up my my fond memories with you guys and stuff is how <laughs> I went from that James like so anyway, <laughs> I love you guys. Well, I was gonna say because you guys have mentioned a couple of times when people say like, Oh, you have a star Wars podcast. What do you talk about? Sure. Um, a lot of times though, when I have those conversations, it'll be with someone that um, has known me for a long time or like a coworker or something like that. And they find out that I do that. But most of most people know that I kind of come from the band. And so when they say you do the star wars podcast i'm like yeah basically it's my new band it's like or when i talk to people from those days you know they're like oh what are you doing now i'm like well i do the star wars podcast and it's basically my new band i always refer to you guys as like my band members and like we've come up with a band name and we put out content and we you know try to monetize it or get <laughs> listeners and followers and and we're always looking for new ways to like rebrand and 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 do fun activities and, and new ways to kind of make it in that industry and uh the the podcast doing what it's done has really felt to me like uh even by the way even touring and stuff it's kind of interesting like when we travel you know it's like oh man i haven't traveled really like this since the band days you know um for you two to kind of be my new band and the new era of my life where i you know i was doing this for a long time and then i wasn't but now i'm like kind of back in it in a way it's like now i'm not playing music but i started a band you know I've, so I've got cool, my man. my band members and I'm still rocking. I'm still doing the, the whole thing. The uh, yeah. make it till you break it kind of thing. Uh, that's really cool. Because nice. <clears throat> I always wanted we to, gotta be, get to you know, some. I always wanted to be in a band. So it, it does feel that way, which is really cool. Yeah. I, know, I know we have. Let's get to some super chats and then maybe yes, share a couple more uh, memories. And for, for Q&A people, that's obviously going to be late. We were targeting 945. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get there when we <clears> get <throat> there. But uh, um, da -da 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 -da. I think we're here. At Paul, thanks, Paul. He said, "Congrats yeah. on 600 episode milestone. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. Such a great community too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Uh, so then, Cal, Cal B, <laughs> uh, happy 600th, John, James, and Lacey. Thanks for keep, keeping us all informed on our favorite galaxy far, far away every week. It's a pleasure to know you. Oh, thanks, Kyle. Oh, you too, Kyle's buddy. Great. Thank you, man. Yeah. Mike Ramori is up. Thank you, Mike. He said, execute episode 600. Thank the maker <laughs> for you three. I'm so grateful to be a part of this community. Thank you, Lacey, for leading me here. Cheers many more. Oh, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Then Appreciate we have it, man. Luke Skywanker. Oh, dear. <laughs> Did you pay just to have me say that? Okay. As TRB, what's a <laughs> highlight from Star Wars Celebration? Well, I just told you my pizza story from Celebration. Uh, hmm. Highlight for me... Come back to me, James. What's the highlight from celebration? Any celebration. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I'll, I'll take the easy ones. The fact that you know we we sit on the the podcast every week and like you guys are here, you're in the chat, but it's it's completely different when you're in front of an audience. I think yeah. that's mm -hmm. the big thing. Is like, um, I you know I just got done talking about the band thing, but something about the live performance it like hits me so differently because I'm like I can't believe I'm doing this. You know, mm -hmm. like I thought this was this done this portion of my life, and and to be able to stand in front of a group of people and um you know see their faces and the reactions to the things that we're doing on stage, and it's kind of like all eyes are on you. It's a it's a certain um 
feeling of kind of an adrenaline thing where you're just like, this is so cool. And I can't believe it's real. I can't believe that I'm the one on the stage and not like watching, you know, all my other favorite content creators and and musicians and other things like that. It's just, I get to be the one that's up there. It's so cool. That's a highlight from celebration for sure. I'll echo that. Yeah. Because Luke, (laughs) <laughs> I, I, you know, I played in, in bands and stuff and like, there was never anyone there to see us except like girlfriends and friends and stuff. And it sucked, you know? And then, you know, James comes from the exact opposite where he was in a successful band and stuff. And now like we're doing the live podcast, it's the biggest crowd I've played in front of and stuff. And it's like, it is a rush. It feels awesome. And it's, um, it's more, that stuff's cooler to me than I saw John Williams come out on stage and stuff, which was blew my mind no joke and i'm so happy i was there for that but seeing like our like die hard faithful podcast listeners together and like being friends and being in our crowd and seeing like you know a a 70 year old person and a three-year-old and like people from all different walks of life and stuff but all coming together just because of our podcast and at watching us do it live and in anaheim leaving the convention to go to a brewery to beat support us nothing will top that um so that's so crazy it. yeah i think my favorite celebration stuff is just the interactions with people like especially yeah. uh for me i will easily say that i have more friends online than i do in real life and like in person i guess um and just meeting people that i've been talking to online for so long especially in like 2019 when i hadn't really ever been to a celebration as a panelist or as a podcaster i obviously worked them and then i went as a fan one year um it was just a Mm -hmm. whole new experience for me and i remember leading into 2019 john had made a joke like oh do you think someone's gonna recognize us and i was like no no one cares who we are and like to walk in and have someone be like hey it's you guys i was like i'm sorry what and I was and it, completely aware of that. I told both of you guys, I was like, it's going to happen. You're going to get noticed. Yeah. People are going to recognize It's bizarre you. to me. And I apologize yeah. if you meet me in April and I'm awkward. It's because <laughs> I still don't get it. But at the same time, the conversations that I have with you where you tell me what your favorite episode is or what you love about the movie or something that I shared in my collection online that really meant a lot to you, it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And I And I want to express that because... I say it online via text, but I'm telling you (laughs) via voice, which probably has more emotion in it. It means a lot to me that you're taking the time to come up to me and say that, that you're taking the time to tell me that it means a lot. And I appreciate it. And I think those things are the things that matter most to me. And just that kind of community aspect of like meeting people that love something as much as you do. So thank you, Luke Skywanker for your question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have Ryan Ward. Thank you, Ryan. He says the three of you are so intelligent, articulate. Uh, You have really unique perspectives and I appreciate that about TRB. I love that you're never lowbrow or vulgar like some of the other shows out there. I got to tell you when I first interviewed for this show, I was dropping (laughs) F-bombs left and right. And James and John were like, you need to stop. And it was because I was so nervous. (laughs) No, it was, it was, I, I remember exactly what I said. And I remember exactly where I was sitting. And I was like, um, because we didn't really know each other very well at all. I was so at I was my dining to, room table. I was like, just so you know, um, the podcast, we, you know, we try to keep it clean a little bit. And you're like, oh, totally. I just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Excited. <laughs> uh, which is funny because even saying that, like, I'll call James and we'll be talking about like a short we did. And I'll be like, beep, beep, beep. And then beep. And then, yeah, if you just beep and then edit the beep. And he'll be like, okay. 
<laughs> I'm like, it's, it's, okay. it's like a comma, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it so yeah, much. Thank you, oh, Ryan. Luke Skywanker's back. back. Thank you so much. He strikes back. You'll be at Star Wars Celebration 23. Has anyone in TRV ever been to Great Britain? I went I've to Celebration in so. 2016 at the Excel Center. I'm super excited to come back. I worked that one, which was like the Rogue One uh, show. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it through the fans uh, of an, through the eyes, the fans, the eyes of a fan and a podcaster. Um, yeah. My favorite thing that Celebration does is probably the pin trading program. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get to do it this past year, but I really want to get back into it. I really like doing it. Yeah. And I've been there from the aforementioned oh, band multiple times, uh, as well as I went there, uh, I say recently, it was a while ago, but I went there with my wife just for on vacation because we had never been to London before. So we did that. And then we took the channel and all that over to Disneyland Paris, which was oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, st- I, st- mm-hmm. <laughs> I studied abroad in Ireland for two weeks. So I've been to Ireland twice after Celebration 2016, but also in college. Never been to Europe, never been to London, obviously. So I'm going to tear it up. I'm going to. It's different, man. Get ready for that kebab. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot of fun. Let's have let's have some beers. Let's go. Yeah. A couple more Super Chats. Kyle Beckworth. What up, Kyle? Thank you so much. He said, congrats on 600. When, Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> uh, when I saw John and Lacey play in the Schmodown, that's when I started watching TRB. And I've been watching ever oh, since. Wow. Proud patron here. You three are the best. Keep up the great work. I'm so glad you watched yeah. my one match, Kyle. you were involved though uh and yeah shout out to to christian and the schmodown for giving christian's great uh yeah yeah, because the clear evidence here is like it helped uh expand our show and yeah that was cool yeah yeah it was cool i should have been in the tournament but (laughs) i I ended with a winning record of two and one and one of the my last match was a knockout nice well done killer Last but not least, John. What up, John? This John, John Tetra. Thank you for the super chat. He says, what does Star Wars mean to all of you? John, I'm going to let you start. I don't want to we'll get too long-winded this. because I know we're, we're late in the game here on this episode. And I want to like ha- us, us three like go around and like share like one more memory or something before we get out. Okay. But I'll just say, you know, it, it means a great deal to me because of all the stuff we just talked about, but also like Star Wars itself. Um, it just is a, a wonderful escape and it always makes me feel like a kid again. It uh, gives me hope, gives me joy, makes me laugh. Everything you could think of that George Lucas put into that stew and then gave it to us. Uh, I, I can't get more wordy about it without really getting long and long winded, mm-hmm. but uh it's everything i podcast about it you know for for 600 episodes so it's just it's the best nothing beats star wars nothing in terms Mm -hmm. of movies and that sort of stuff james i i started podcasting in like i don't know 2009 or 10 or something like that with some friends and we really just talked about like video games and kind of like you know that like nerdy culture stuff whatever it was um, so Star Wars got brought up every once in a while, but I even remember all the way back then, I think like if I, you know, if I could choose one particular thing out there that would be like the pinnacle of like, I would be happy podcasting about this one thing forever, you know, it would be Star Wars and hopefully one day I'll get to that point. And I never thought my trajectory of when I just was, jumping in to be a guest on a star Wars podcast. I thought that'll be fun for that one time that I do it. And then I was really surprised that I was asked back. Uh, and then it's turned into like 
this is this is my podcast this you know this is what i do now for i've done it for years and years and years and it's kind of interesting to look back like at that point of what what star wars means to you like well if there was one thing that i could podcast about forever it would be star wars and like here i am that's what star wars means to me yeah man i love that um star wars these guys said it perfectly but uh star wars means everything to me i've liked it since i was in like first or second grade um what i initially connected with and still sticks with me today is um when luke skywalker is like looking out to the horizon and just like the beginning of a new hope i connected with that a lot as someone that was like you don't have to think that the situation that you're in is forever like there are adventures and Mm -hmm. challenges and excitement just beyond the horizon if you just make that choice to make them happen for you um and that's something that kind of stuck with me when i was little i'm a middle child so i was always like my time is coming eventually i'm just gonna hold on to it my time's gonna come um so it was just very much throughout my childhood and in young adulthood of just finding my place and finding my belonging and that's what's always connected with me with star wars um and i'm going to jump to the last super chat that we have currently from freezy 2324 thank you so much he they asked uh are any of you getting any photo ops or autographs at celebration this year i can answer very quickly if uh, Mark Hamill shows up. I will be getting a photo with him because I'm not going to let the Carrie Fisher situation happen to me again. Which I was like, I'll get her next time. And yeah, I, I doubt. Yeah, if, I always said if Harrison Ford did it, or even if Alden and Aaron Reich did it, I feel like I would have to. Oh, so, we'd have to. Yeah. The three of us would have to, and we'd all. But, <laughs> but uh, no, not not for me this year, unless it's a, a one of those situations where I'm out somewhere and I see one of them and like we take a photo. But uh, I, I haven't signed up for any of that stuff. I I get I get I that's a situation. Or I Daisy can, Ridley, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I could talk in front of people and I I can talk to strangers and have a good time and all that stuff. But when it comes to those types of situations with the the photo ops and you're in that line, I that that stuff gives me that's the stuff I get anxiety over. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any plans to do it. Although Lacey, you bring up a really good point. It's like I would probably I don't know, I probably would regret it the day that I was doing it, but I wouldn't regret it years later when I have that picture of me and Mark Hamill, you know? It's yeah, like, oh, that's yeah. always gonna be James, there. you can get up to photos. You can get up to four people in one photo, so we can uh yeah. jump in. I mean, I would be in on that for sure. Yes. Yeah, uh Mike Lovins so, jumped yeah. in really quick with a super chat. Thank you, Mike. He said, No question, just want to say congrats on six hundred episodes. Dude, Thank Mike, you so you're the man. Thank you so much. He he, he also guys. came to the brewery for our event and he's just one of the he's nicest dudes. The nicest, yeah. And a bass player. <laughs> So, memory i just have such a good memory of being like that's got to be a fake name like it's it's a play on mclovin's <laughs> and then him being like nope that's my real name <laughs> We're like all right yeah mike's yeah he's a good good dude um all right, all right. So, so before we get out of here and head to the q a um i just uh um i don't know if there's any other like quick stories you guys want to share with anybody or anything i think we've pretty much run the gamut on this uh until next year with 700 because it seems like we keep hitting these because we do so many podcasts but 750 maybe yes we can wait till 750 we do that um one thing i did want to say to people this year and the three of us agree that it's going to happen and i think it's a good time to reveal it is we're we didn't do it last year because of celebration but we're bringing back make solo two happen day this year we're doing it again 
it's going to happen. And uh, it's a lot of it has to do with stuff that John Kasdan said and Robert Doe said and what Jonas said to us at Celebration to keep going. Uh, so we are bringing it back in a big way this year because it feels like there's a different kind of buzz out there about it from the creators and stuff like that. So I just wanted to let people know and we'll give you more details as we get closer. John, what's your favorite memory of me? Of you? <laughs> yeah. James, you too. Um, what's your favorite oh, oh, memory? Oh, oh, of me? I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what it is. Oh, and no. it's it's no, it's a good one because I, I I'm not gonna roast you like the way you roast me. <laughs> it was when we were going through all those troubles at that first panel and you did the whole crowd warm up thing. Oh, Elliot. Like yeah. And I, I think I thought that was really great. So I so, I'll I'll pick, I'll pick that one. The, the best thing is because I did so many years with uh, DJ Elliot where he'd do these warm-ups, I learned his warm-up and I knew exactly what songs to play, what motions to do, what things to say. So we did it to get the panel going because we were waiting on some tech stuff. And the best thing to follow up that up, to follow that up, guys, is this past 2022, when we were in that main Lucasfilm panel, I get a text. I'm sitting up front and I get a text from John that says, oh, my God, it's the warm-up. Yeah. And DJ Elliot was doing the same exact warm up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, James, you don't have to say that. I was giving John a hard time mostly, but if you do have a nice memory of me, I will listen to it. <laughs> uh, I don't know about memory uh, in particular, but what I was thinking about, like, what's something that I really like about Lacey is like it's a constant thing of. Uh, oh, don't make it a compliment. Often... I was just trying to poke fun at myself. Oh no, I was gonna say just how <laughs> how hard you work, like behind the scenes. Like you'll be like, "Hey, I did this," and it like pops up, and it's like you know this big long laundry list of things we need to do or organization things keeping us in order. And I'm always constantly thinking, like, I bet that was a lot of work, you know. And we don't oh, always like say it, but kind. it's like one of those I'm things just, where I'm like, I I'm know what goes I make into a that. Lot of lists. Constantly like. Man, she really is working on the other end of the, you know, on the other side where like I'm doing my work or I'm working on something or something. But uh, it, it's always nice to see you popped in with like oh, very so clear. Um, yeah, I think evidence I think that you've been working on the podcast, you know. Yeah, I think it's important people know, like I said before, that it's just the three of us and it really is. And, you know, the work Lacey does with the Patreon and uh, the organizational aspect of things uh, is so huge, among other things, of course, uh, you know, be, the, the, being a show Just personality, awesome. of course. And then James, uh, dude, you are the, the hammer, man, in terms of the graphics and the images and the thumbnails and the editing and all that stuff. And I don't think people realize how much you do for this podcast and also your perspective on how we should approach things. Uh, and we argue about episode titles all the time and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> you have helped me, both of you have helped me understand how to approach that type of stuff and made me, I think, better and 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 learn more about that sort of stuff. I'm still not going to edit episodes or anything like that. But James has guys... helped me stay calm. He's like the calming person. Yeah, like I'll call guys... him being like, I wouldn't oh want to. This happened, and he'll be like, I couldn't imagine I doing this podcast matters. without uh, the two of you guys. So thank you yeah. guys. High five, team. Yeah yeah um all right well that that will take us to the end of the show uh we want to thank everybody so so much for being a part of what we're doing here at trb um make sure you do subscribe uh, but we wouldn't 
we we would be foolish if we didn't do these special thank yous to get out of here, which is our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We're heading right over to our Q&A right after this to wrap up our night, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be live. Uh, but a special thank you to our generals and spice runners on Patreon. Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Ronde, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, Diana, Ivar, and Micah Harrison. Thank you. And Spice Runners, David Provis, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Uh, keep subscribing to that new channel. Spread the word on that, please. Like the video, enter the giveaways, uh, rate us on all the apps. Let's keep growing this thing together. We're just getting started here. And uh, don't forget, Monday, uh, we have another new episode coming, and we're going to talk about romance in Star Wars because of Valentine's Day. But until then, Johnny Hoey on Twitter and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. We just did uh, an episode on Roadhouse, uh, so go check that out and uh, our other back catalog. James? Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. And on this channel, every Wednesday morning, dropping my reaction to The Bad Batch. So if you are watching that show, make it a thing that you do after you watch the episode. Head over to the YouTube channel and check out the video that's already been uploaded because I get to see the episode early. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> Absolutely. Lazy. I said I wasn't going to cry in this episode and just seeing everybody's comments in the chat are driving me nuts. Um, Thank you guys so much for all your comments. Thank you for being a part of this live show. If you're watching it later, that's cool, too. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for making this community what it is and being kind and respectful to each other because there aren't many spaces on the internet that do mm-hmm. that, but I can proudly mm-hmm. say that we're one of them. So thank you for that. Um, and thank you and, for supporting and behind and behind Patreon too. Like yeah. what's going on yep. in, in those things. They it's like the way they talk sets the tone for how that chat is supposed yeah, to be. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thank you guys for supporting us and, and believing in us and what we do. And um, we wouldn't, be here without you so thank you mm-hmm. you can find me on twitter at lacy gillard and on instagram all right everybody thank you so so much and again we're just getting started so come along for the ride because it's going to be a fun year and fun future for us here at trb uh so thanks to all of you for keeping us going and until next time from the three of us here we'll see you around kids bye